This episode is brought to you by Hyperice, the leader in advanced warm-up and recovery technology. They have tons of innovative products, like Venom-heated wearables to help soothe sore back muscles, Normatec compression boots to speed up recovery and increase circulation, and Hypervolt massage guns to improve mobility. Loved by athletes like Naomi Osaka and Erling Holland. Try them yourself. Get 10% off your order with the code MOVE at hyperrice.com. Survivor 46 is here, and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast, and we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Vyadaris, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcasts. It's only a kick, a jump, a block, it's only a serve, it's only a tackle, a run, it's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. The Man City Show is backed for the season by Ladbrokes. Welcome to the Man City Show. It's Nigel Rothman back in the chair. And as City score five immediately after the international break, Kevin De Bruyne has an injury-free 30-minute return. Phil Foden gets more time on the pitch. John Stone slots in at right back. Well, not sure about that. We'll come on to that, I'm sure. Riyad Mahrez finds it easier to score from 25 yards than 12. And we're top of the league. So to discuss that and much more, I've got three guests, all of whom have famous relatives. The first, his daughter has been on the Etihad pitch this season already. <laughs> Welcome to Nick Goldstone. Hi, Nigel. As someone whose father is famous for criticising a certain Riyad Mahrez. More of that later. Welcome to Sarah Messenger. Hello, Nigel. And someone who has no famous relatives at all. She's just famous in her own right for being the most popular guest ever on the Man City podcast. Welcome to Lisa Rabinovitz. Hi, Nigel. The Man City Show is back for the season by Ladbrooks. Go to bet.citypodcast.net for all the latest odds and offers. Where do we start? Let's, let's, let's start with Joe Hart, should we? I, I was pleased with the reception he got. Well-deserved. City legend. He's, you know, he's got the lifetime season ticket. He's got the mosaic now of his goalkeeping pitch at the uh, training ground. Good to see him back. Good welcome. Good reception. And he let in five as well. So it couldn't get any better than that, does it, Sarah? It's pretty good, isn't it? I mean, he is I, he is a city legend. And I think despite the fact that he, uh, I think, always had some shortcomings as a goalkeeper, uh, he played some amazing matches for City and was an integral part of what we achieved. So it was lovely to see him get the credit he deserved. And he was his usual. I think deep down he really enjoyed it. But he was being a bit, when he was interviewed afterwards, he was a bit, you know, it was lovely, but I'm a Burnley player now, so I can't get too emotional about it. But and yeah, did, well deserved. And I was interested to see how he kind of behaved when he came on the pitch, Nick, as well. And he didn't go mad, didn't sort of go to all corners of the ground. He was, you know, respectful, but but he kind of went to the Burnley fans first and applauded them and so on. He's fair enough, he's a Burnley player, but got the reception he deserved? Absolutely. Uh, I mean, he's one of my all-time legends, personally. Um, and I've said it in the past that I... Never liked the way that he was treated, and I thought he got a fantastic reception. Um, after the game, he got a wonderful reception from 
the players on the pitch. He got the biggest hug I've ever seen from Vincent mm, Company. He did, yeah. um, and Bernardo as well. Oddly enough, uh, but uh, he couldn't have done any more than he did in the game. Um, he put his finger in the dam and held it there for as long as he could, made a couple of really good saves. But actually, he got very, very upset, I think, at the end when the fourth and the fifth went in. Yeah. But that's fair enough. I thought he I thought he did well. Doesn't quite have the defence in front of him that he's enjoyed at City, but he did cut two fantastic saves in the first half. And, uh, you know, nice to see him doing that, but I still allowed five to go in at the end of the day. It was very kind of him. It was. No, it was good to see. It made me a bit emotional to see it when they all lined up at the beginning and... The players who weren't there when he was there just shook his hand and moved on. And the rest of them, there was an added extra little pat on the shoulder. And it was just, even just little things like that. I, well, I specifically was watching it to see how the yeah. players reacted. And also the nice. Aguero chance, wasn't it? That point back yeah. where there was like a yeah. handshake and a help off the ground. And almost like they were almost wanting to like give each other a hug, actually. Kind of, it was, uh, it was good to see him back. But. Uh, should we start early on in the game, just in terms of formation as well? Can we sort of start with that? And I mentioned kind of the John Stones. I think I understand he's actually uh, he's got a competition going at the Etihad. He wants to play in every single position <laughs> on the pitch uh, before the end of the season, and he's he's on his way to doing that. He didn't quite look a natural right back to me. And then I was with my mate Roger, I sit next to at all the games. And we, we weren't sure how we were going to line up, to be honest, when we first saw that the Zubshire were all in the same boat. And, of course, he said stones at right back. And, of course, when they lined up, there he was. What, what were your thoughts when you saw that, Sarah? Um, I think stones is a... It, I think he's a good enough player to play anywhere that requires some degree of defensive nous, but he's better as a centre-back or a centre mid, as a defensive midfielder. So, uh, bottom line is, if at the end of the day, if it gives Carl Walker a rest... Danilo was injured and we don't let in a goal, in a way, no harm done. And if Stone's got a bit more experience from playing over in the right-back position, because I do think that if you play that position and you're normally a centre-back, it can only help your understanding of the relationship between a full-back and a centre-back. I know we play with wing-backs, but so I, I, I can't think of any reason why it was a bad idea, really. Happy with it, Nick? Not especially, um... I don't think he's great enough that he's just going to slot into any position, almost any position on the pitch. I think he's a good player. He's a great player, but um, he's he's a centre-back. It smacks a little bit to me of Jimmy White playing left-handed because he knows he's got the game won. It's a little... It just... It's borderline disrespectful to the opposition a little bit. It's borderline lackadaisical uh, and... Frankly, I don't really like it. And I don't think we played particularly well with him in that position in the first half. So what would you have done in the what, with, with the options? Because Sarah's already said, arresting players, injuries and so on. What, what would you have done instead then? What would you have done? Well, I thought we were going to start with three at the back. Um, and I mean, I'm not sure what I would have done instead. Um, but I don't think, I don't regard John Stones as a long-term um, defensive midfielder or right back quite frankly well, where, I'm, else could, where else could he I, play I'm then? not sure that's fair though to say that doing that is the same as Jimmy White playing left handed I mean if he put Sterling or Sane <laughs> at right back or Edison actually if he put Edison at right well, back he could have put Edison and at Bernardo right back, in goal then that would be clearly taking the proverbial but I think to play a defender in a right back position when there's a legitimate reason why your two normal right backs aren't playing is I don't think that's disrespectful to the opposition. Disrespectful or a pragmatic move? 
Um, neither. Um, I, I don't think it was <laughs> Wait, what, disrespectful. Though? I thought it was odd. Um, apparently, Walker was also slightly injured. Yeah. So neither although of them Although were, he's, tra- he's travelled, hasn't yeah, he? Yeah, which is good. Yeah. But I don't know how long Danilo is out for, but that's bad news, in my yeah. opinion. I'm yeah. pretty sure, had he not got injured, he would have played. Yeah. Um, I, th- I, I guess... I mean, to me, it didn't. I'm, I'm not entirely sure at any point I actually thought he was playing right back. I, I don't know what he was. He was all over the show, but everywhere. not at right back. Um, I did wonder whether he could have gone for three at the back and played Sterling, but then I, w- I think he would have had to play Sterling for that yeah. um, because he would do a lot more defensive work than our other options in that position, possibly. Um, I'm not, I mean, that was the only other potential, but then. It's all like, yes, okay, when you first first see the team, you think, what on earth is that? Yep. Why isn't he doing X, Y, or Z? And then you get to the end of the game, we win 5-0, and it's like, well, Sterling didn't even have to get off, literally didn't have to get off the bench. Then, you know. I will, we'll come on to the positive stuff in a minute. I'm sort of saving that up. I just want to do a couple yeah. of snippets first. So the company, for first minute, um, clearly... You know, we we we're knocking it about the back as we do, and and that creates a goal now and again. I think it created one at, at the weekend as well, again, of course. But your company could easily have been sent off there, and we you know taking our sky blue spectacles off for a second. That that was in lots of situations I've seen that as being a being a sent off. But but refs don't seem to do it after two minutes, don't they? They kind if, of if it that, tends to be a yellow. If that had been against us, we would have all been really angry if that player hadn't been sent off regardless of when in the game it was it was, was. high it was reckless it was all the yeah, things yeah it was want. really really very stupid actually and I know the ball was awful and put him in that position but he should have the common sense to just realise the better option is probably in that situation to not do that so, I, I was on the blind side of it in the ground where I sit so I didn't see it until I no, watched it on either. the TV last uh, uh, the, in the evening and when I saw it on the TV, it looked like a red card. And quite honestly, it probably would have been a better game had, it, had, it, had he had a red card. <laughs> Interesting. I'm going to come. I'm going to come back to, to Nick because we, we we shared a, a train journey, a part of a train journey. And and I have to say, he used the expression at the end of the game, and he's not going to thank me for this, but I am. But he thought it was boring. It, it, how would you interpret that? I'm going to give him a chance at the end of this. But but, but do you think? He's right, and would you kind of understand why he thinks a 5-0 victory with whatever, the, was it 70-odd percent again possession, loads of shots, they didn't have one on target. You know, is it becoming boring? Is that how, or is it just the most exciting thing on the planet to see your team dominating the Premier League? We've, you know, we've all been at York City away, and we're suddenly in this situation where we've got regular guests on this show calling it boring. Is that right? <laughs> well, I, 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 I'm kind of it, it, on one level. I absolutely see what Nick's saying because I, I think I've watched City games where I thought if I was watching this as a neutral, I'd be bored by it because there's a lack of intensity to the competition in terms of the quality of what we're up against. There's, it's not. It's just a case of City pinging it about as many times as they can. Do they create a chance? Yes or no? Is it a goal? Yes or no? There's no, it doesn't feel like a game of two equals. As a City fan, having watched the dross and the misery and all the rest of it for all the years that we've all lived through it, um, it can never be boring to me to watch City win 5-0. But I, I do get where Nick's coming from. It, sometimes the games lack intensity. I, 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 can't, I can't agree with him. I have to say, Lisa, and I, I accept what you're saying, Sarah, and I was beautifully putting this in a nice sort of case to support Nick, which he will defend himself in a moment. To see, you know, how can you say that David Silva, Kun Aguero, 
the way Mares played in parts, the way Sane, you know, th- those players, it's not boring, is it? Help me here. No, I don't think it's boring at all. I think we're spoiled. Like I, I'm watching it thinking this is. I understand, I do get, I, I know what you mean, but I, don't, I have not... Know what I mean, excuse me, no, what he I, means. I know what Nick means. Right, and, good. Um, and I understand what Sarah was saying as well. Um, but how, at no point have I thought this is boring, but I can, I've probably tried to actually erase them from my mind. There have been many occasions that I have watched City in the past and been bored, and I, I just... Some, it's not now, is it? No, there there. Some of the games we play occasionally, um, it, it's not the same, the high quality. But like the first goal, I mean, that play between Sané and Silva, it was just unbelievable. I, I, I think I think we're in real. Da- I, I whilst I do understand where Nick is coming from, I think we're in real danger here of of actually going beyond being spoiled and just and, and getting bored of it. I'm not, but I... And nor am I. I we would need to give him his chance. The case for the defence. Mr Nick Goldstone, please. Boring. You, well, those are the words you used, my let's, friend. I think I probably did use that word, but I think a better word maybe was that... It, we, it, well, a, the first thing is it was a little bit lacklustre first half, definitely, at times. The second point is that we're playing such limited opposition compared to the quality of our own play and our team and it's not so much you know it's not even so much the quality of our individual players in a lot of cases because you know we've got players who are there are one or two who are not who aren't getting into international teams even even some of our English players aren't automatic choices for every England match so it's not just about the individuals but as a team we're so phenomenally good and high quality that frankly it must be difficult for them to stay motivated when they're playing teams like Burnley, who were so limited in providing any sort of reasonable opposition. Um, it's hard. Um, and I, I don't quite know how you measure us against teams like that when we're playing those kind of games week in, week out. And, you know, let's face it, we are expected to pretty much walk those matches every single time. And, you know, for the most part, um, we do. But that's not to... You know, you can't get away from the fact that you know, I didn't go to the Liverpool game. But I watched it on the TV, and frankly, I was in knots on the on the sofa for the for the whole game, tensed up, and for a couple of hours afterwards, and uh, um, um, until I was able to relax and get over it. But that was, I mean, you know, we missed the penalty. It was a shame. wasn't the end of the world. But uh, that was a great game, and it, in fact, it wasn't the most exciting of games because there weren't chance after chance. But it was a very good tactical game. Um, so. It's very hard, but there is something emotionally missing in some of these games when we are really just winning them at a at a canter, not even a canter. Um, that you know we we just haven't experienced in the past. Well, it's fair to say that Burnley are probably over overperformed the last few seasons, and and they kind of maybe don't have you sort of see their lineup, and and they just don't have the quality, and you question whether actually they've got enough to stay up. I think you know there's one or two other teams that are in that same category. I was at the Cardiff game, and they're they're poor as well. So uh, I, I I understand your 
your explanation and, and I get Thank where you. you're coming from and, and I'll accept it for what it is but you're wrong uh, <laughs> in, 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 can we talk how's your dad by the way he's very well and, and, he's, uh, he's in, actually he's back from Spain today is he? Yeah. good well, so I'm, we I'm, missed the five gold feast on well it's a shame because I'm really keen because and it was a few weeks ago and, and we just to remind you we talked about Mares and your dad ate him and all that stuff <laughs> and we did say about 10-11 games in we'll be able to have a look and, and we're about 10 or 11 games in and he wasn't my man of the match I have to say I thought he was actually quite wasteful and I was really surprised when his name came, scored a brilliant goal of course but I didn't think he was man of the match at all so, so your dad and your view of Mares let's kind of start with that in terms as, of... as my dad puts it your mate Mares when he's yeah. talking to me about him yeah. um, your mate Mares my, ma- my, my mate Mares um, he wasn't my man of the match nope. um, but what, what I think is significant is that he was being wasteful at the beginning of the season and not scoring a goal or contributing an assist. So as long as he's contributing assists, uh, ideally scoring a few goals, you can see his confidence rising. You can see him feeling like he belongs in the team, uh, that he can make a contribution, that he's uh, integral as opposed to the new boy in town with all these superstars around him. And I guess it is quite hard to adjust from going from being the star player at a club to being just... You know, just one of a number of really good players, and definitely not the star player at a new club. So, I'm I'm happy with where he is at this stage of of the season. Do you know what was that was obvious to us watching the game was when Foden came on, and you looked at the work rate that he put in. You compare that to Mares. I think that was for me and others re- indeed. But that kind of showed a difference to me as well. I think. So, you, you, your thoughts on that, Lisa? You, you kind of nodded with me when I said he wasn't my man of the match. Yeah, he wasn't. I, the thing is, I was actually struggling to think who should be man of the match, not because they were awful, and maybe now I'm kind of agreeing with what Nick was saying. I suppose <laughs> it's... Um, I. You could have picked many who had a really good game. I mean, I, I I don't know. This probably People probably wouldn't agree with this. I would have maybe given it to Sané. I thought he was excellent in the first <laughs> half. Second, it's funny because the first half was the less, attractive of the two to watch in terms of we scored less goals but actually I thought he was really good in that half and the player that stood out in a poorer half to me is the easier one to pick anyway that's why why that's where um the work rate difference I don't know I don't think you can compare many people to a kid who supported City all his life who comes on the pitch to replace David Silva I mean nah you can I, I think it's a, a different thing and I think exactly what Sarah said he's he's adjusting to being this is me and Sarah just agreeing with each other again it um, happens a lot Nigel yeah. it does happens you're not coming lot. back on again I can tell yeah. you to um, <laughs> uh, yeah I mean he's he's it's a very different situation he's got now. It's not just that he was the star player and it was him who was expected to do these things all the time, which is partly why I think he ends up being... He's got to get that out of his system. Like He hasn't got to be the one to score the goals. Yes, it's great when he does, but he can do other things to help other people score goals, whereas at Leicester, maybe there was a bit more of that onus on him to do that all the time. So I'm, I'm not particularly concerned about Maras. I think for the first time ever, I've got enormous amounts of patience for a new player coming into the team um and i think he's doing really well um i thought he had a really good game at the weekend obviously scored a fantastic goal but i like the fact that he offers you know he's a different player to sterling and he tries to do different things he more often than not will attack the fullback and try to get down the line and put a ball in rather than 
check back and pass inside, which I like as an as an alternative. He's not um, he's not afraid to have a shot, which I like because a lot of them are on target, which is fairly unusual. Um, and um, I thought he did really well. I thought he did really well, and I like him as a player. Can I just add one more thing about Morris, which is to remind ourselves that um, not that long ago, the alternative would have been a certain Jesus Navas who struggled to ever get across past the first man and whose goals came across along about once every millennia. So if you know, if the alternative now is Mares with albeit he's not you know, he's not completely delivering every single minute of every single game. And much as we all love Navas because he's once a blue, always a blue, is an upgrade definitely. Let's talk about something positive. Five fantastic goals, I thought. Mm. They were brilliant. Um Pick of the goals for you, which was the one that, that stood out for you? They're all, any City goal I love, of course, but which which was the one that you... Uh, Aguero, Bernardo, Fernandinho, Mares, Sane. The one that was, out, the one that was out, yeah, yeah, the one that was um, out of play, the one that went out for when they all stopped. <laughs> when you're six, you learn to play to the whistle, don't you? That was terrible. That was piss poor from them. Anyway, that I, aside. Do you know what I think? I mean, you you could make a case for any of them. So it's it's tiny margins in terms of what you pay. I actually might go for the Fernandinho goal because the way he hit that with the side of his foot and play, you know, we see so many of those opportunities in games not always involving City. It come Ro- out to the Rose edge Ed. of the box, Rose Ed, <laughs> yeah. or hits a player and hits one of the defenders, ricochets off. So to place it with the side of his foot, that was, I thought, a fantastic finish. Your favourite, Lisa? First one. First one, the Aguero build, goal. The build-up from the... Silva Rosano was just superb. Yeah. Nick, throw one in for us. Oh, well, I'll go for the Mares one just because it's the other one. <laughs> it, it was a fabulous, fabulous finish right in the top corner. Someone who is going under the radar, someone who's becoming a big favourite of mine. He's played every single Premier started every single Premier League game. And I think he had a fantastic game again, didn't he? He looks solid, he looks composed, he's a proper footballing centre-back. I like him. Mr Laporte looks all right, Lisa, doesn't he? Yeah, definitely. Because he didn't have the best start himself either, did he? I, I seem to remember. But he's, he looks all right. He looks solid and I, and I like the look of him. You can see why they were determined to get him. Yeah. Yeah, I, so far so good. Uh, and, and I think, like you said, kind of quietly getting on with it. Yeah. He's a great defender, and he's there's a loving going on on Twitter towards Laporte at the moment. So you're not alone in your love for him. Oh, I loved him actually. No, but he, well, you I, should. I do, you that, should love well, him because the good. reason I don't is someone else I'm beginning to love, who uh-huh. is again I always call him the most underrated player. He was my man of the match because we haven't actually done man of the match yet. It wasn't <laughs> Fernandinho again. Hmm. He's great, isn't he? He is. Yeah, he's <laughs> he's fab. <laughs> do you love him? He, do you love awesome. him, Nick? Do you love Fernandinho? Yeah, I guess I love him. I mean, you see the difference when he's not there. I guess you love him. <laughs> I love them all, Nigel. Yeah. <laughs> he wears sky blue, doesn't he? So you got to love I him. Love them I love all. all of them. Yeah, I love it when he scores a goal. Because they're normally great goals as well. He knows how to hit a ball, doesn't he? I love it when Watney's leave pale ale on the on the, on the <laughs> death rows, which has happened again this week. Have you seen? We're going to we're going to do our usual here. We got thank you, Watney's. And uh, I think I need to take a break. Thank you. The Man City Show is lubricated by Watney's Pale Ale. Watney's Pale Ale, the Man City Show Beer of the Month.
The Man City Show is backed for the season by Ladbrooks. Welcome back. Can we talk about uh, KDB's return as well then, Nick? So that was a bit of an ovation he got, wasn't it? Which is understandable. First, first game back after the first game of the season, been out a while, and uh, great to see him back. It was fantastic to see him back. Um, he looked like he had never been away. Um, he's got a way of passing the ball slightly quicker than the other players, I think, which makes a big difference. He obviously picks a pass. He played one reverse pass into, I think, was it Riyad Mahrez? I think it was, yeah. Um, which was beautiful in its execution uh, and beautiful to watch. Um, and it was a great way to get him back on the pitch for half an hour. What a perfect opportunity. It was great to see him back. I mean, my ears were ringing with the noise from when he, <laughs> the ovation he got when he came on. I felt a bit sorry for Bernardo. Mm-hmm. Um, but, I mean, it. I think we've said in a previous podcast, what is it that we miss about him? And I said something about the drive forward that he... And it was unbelievable. It's just immediate. You can see the difference. He's unbelievable. I'm not. I'm not entirely sure how to explain it. Oh, I'm thumbs up. Delighted he's back. And it does make a difference to the pace at which we play, definitely. Can I talk about Phil Foden as well, Sarah? Because a number of people are saying that what well, he, he just about played five times last year and got his, champ, uh, got his um, Premier League medal. He might play a bit more this year. Should he, should he not be going out and playing regularly somewhere else, do you think, to develop his skills and talents when others around him are doing that and he's having to sort of spend most of his time on the bench and get the odd half an hour here and there? No, I think he's better off being at City he's clearly loves sitting City on the, sitting on the bench well I, I think I think Pep will give him a reasonable amount of game time in the right games five games he got five five appearances well he he'll get more year. than that this season six seven he'll play in the he played a full played the full uh, League Cup did Carabao Cup what do they call it these days mm-hmm. Carabao uh, well exactly he'll point. play that again against Fulham um, I I think he is so highly regarded and he absolutely will be an integral part of City's team for years to come that for him to have his education and development as part of that team, I don't think he needs to go. I mean, they play, let's remember, they play football every day, don't they, in training? It's not like it's I don't, not, I know, I know. It's but not the same, is it? No, but he's, 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 he's playing football every day with the people that he can learn the most from and that's the squad. He's a phenomenal player. He's in a different league to any of the other younger players who we've supposedly got Should be playing every week, the then. academy. Should be playing every week somewhere. He will play more and um, there should not be any opportunity for him to leave the club and to go elsewhere because the absolutely best place for him to be is at City with the current squad and the current management team. He, I would think he's got a very high chance of being the captain of England one day the more chances he gets playing for England uh, the better and I think it's possibly just worth touching on the fact that that England game that we saw last week was one of the best that we've seen for many many years and the reason for that I think was because when you watched England play they played a lot like we play and actually funnily enough watching England over the years I've often said they remind me of watching (laughs) watching us because they're so bloody awful well they actually reminded me of watching us because they were so good and the quicker you can get Phil Foden um, John Stones Carl Walker Raheem Sterling starting for England every time 
the better. All right, I'm going to push you, Nick, because the captains of England need to play more than have more than five appearances in the Premier League. They would mm. need to be playing 33 games a season, yeah. and he won't get that. He will not get that at City with the world class players they've got around them. And lots of people are saying he needs to go out. He may come lots back. Lots of people, at some point. Adrian Durham, is uh, is saying it on Talksport, so you can pretty much disregard that. He doesn't need to go anywhere. He's 18. He'll play plenty, and he won't get burnt out. He'll play. He will be playing a lot of games in the next 18 months, I would say. He's clearly the best of our young players. If Pep thought the best thing for the best of our young players was to be out of the club and playing somewhere else, then that's what he would be doing. Clearly is not the best thing for him. So I know people are getting very overexcited about him not playing as much as they would like to, and why isn't he starting and why isn't he being brought on? Because we've got a lot of very good players, but he will get his chance and it will make him a better player. And he's already a very good player. You can see he doesn't look out of place at all when he comes on. Oh, absolutely. Is this, Lisa, the best football you've seen City play? Better than last season? Are we, are we in a better position, do you think? Obviously, last season was very special. Is it even better this season, potentially? I think I think it is. And because I think we have been more convincing overall. I know there have been a couple of times when I've been a bit frustrated and I'm still very frustrated by the Wolves match. I know people are saying, oh, they'll cause a lot of people trouble at home and then they lost 2-0 at home to Watford. So they won't cause everyone a lot of trouble at home. Um, and I think we, we had an off day that day. I'm sure they will cause a lot of people trouble at home, but I think the bigger point there was we had an off day. But overall, and Leon, possibly not thinking about that one, overall, I do I do think we've, we've had... We haven't had situations where we've had to rely on Sterling scoring a last-minute goal, for example, which happened more than once. Um, and we did all of this without our best player. And now he's back. So, I, I honestly, I, think we're in a, I do think we're in a much better position. Some people will argue, Sarah, that Liverpool haven't got out of second gear yet either. We're not out of third gear yet. They're actually not playing very well. And they're still equal on points. Some argue top equal which I hate. We've got a goal difference, 10 worse than ours. They're second, let's just be clear here. We're top by 10 goals. Um, but are we? is this potentially going to be a better season than last season or are you sort of managing your expectations and saying, we'll win the league, but it'll be a tighter affair? Oh, well, it, I think we will win the league and it will be a tighter affair and, and good in a way because um, I quite like the idea of this being... You know, there's still been some competition in March, April. I think, you know, it was lovely to win it by the margin we did and set all the records. But I'd much rather this season we won it with amazing football and with some real tense nail-biting matches towards the end than broke the 100-point... You know, you break the 100-point barrier. It's not going to be that novel if we do it again. Um, so I think uh, I think it's... I think we're better. I, I think the reason we're playing better is because we're better defensively. I feel much more secure with what we're doing defensively. Attack-wise, we're probably as creative as we were, but I think that defensive solidity is what's allowing us to flourish up front. Yeah, I think we're definitely better. Um, Up up to this point in the season, clearly. Uh, Long way to go. But, uh, yeah, in the first 9 or 10, 11, whatever it is, uh, we're we're definitely better than we were last season. I, I, I just want to mention one other one other player who I'm actually a bit concerned about because he's he's lonely, he's isolated. Um, Edison. He doesn't join in with Edison. any goal celebrations. Edison. Edison. 
I'm, I'm worried about him. He's, well, he looks depressed. He stands, stands there looking at looking at his feet, wandering around in the. He needs a good book. The edge of the penalty mm. area. I think. I think. I have thought about this for a while. That he needs a good book. No, no, and no. There must, need... be some, there must be. Some, I was going to ask the listeners or the listener, both of you, if you can think of a good book that Edison could could read. Um, let us know uh, on Twitter. We're at City Podcast, and let us know. There, there might be a good sporting book, or maybe a history of Manchester, maybe a, or pictorial history of Manchester, just to get him to understand his surroundings. Well, any, well, any yeah, a, a good book, book is, a, is clearly a, a good competition to get our listeners uh, in, sending in their thoughts. But um, the better alternative, of course, is that he plays right back, <laughs> and they just rotate. You know, you could, but that would be disrespectful. Allowing... That would be disrespectful, wouldn't well. it? Well. <laughs> it would, but it'd be quite funny, wouldn't it? Particularly to, our, to our right backs. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Poor old Mr. Edison. He's not. He, did he have a shot to say? I don't think he did have a shot. I don't think he did, did he? He caught it. A couple Listen, of they have. Land- they live for trophies. That's what they live for. They They'll have landed in Ukraine. You'll be pleased to know safely. Um, a pretty predictable squad. Good to see that Walker's travelled. Um, Champions League is important. We've been here before. We. we, we Having won the last game, it's probably a point is okay, or do we have to win it, Lisa? You've got a face on you that says we've got got to win this. I think we need to win it. You wouldn't take a point at this stage? I would take a point, but I don't think that that's what he'll be aiming for. I'm I'm not suggesting it's going to be easy. I don't think that for a second, but we we still didn't do ourselves any favours with the Leon result, so we've got to keep getting better results now, and... All three points in the Ukraine, Shakhtar the next. It would certainly be very helpful. Our next Champions League game is the week before the derby, also against Shakhtar at home. Um, so, you know, we win, these two, we, we win this one and that one. Um, we're, in the, we're in a really great position. If we drop points tomorrow, then, um, you know, it's all up for grabs, really. And does he play his strongest 11? Is that how, how he looks at it, Pep? Or does he have to... Shake it up again. I mean, our next game isn't, of course, until the Monday night, so they've got a bit of a longer break till till the next league game, of course, which allows them to do that. Does he pretty much play as strong as eleven? Yeah, I think he gets us through qualified as quickly as he can, like he did last time. Uh, we ended up losing, didn't we, that final group game? But it didn't uh, it didn't matter. So uh, yeah, I think he plays his strongest team, gets us qualified. Because yeah. um, I I think you know this. D- d- the Champions League, I know we have this debate loads of times and we'd all love to see City win it, but we all say, but we'd rather we won the Premier League. And that's true. But because of the double standards that are applied to City in terms of the bars against which we're measured, so we're not a great team until we've won the Premier League and as in retained it. Um, we won't then be a great team unless we could win the Premier League and the Champions League in the same season. So I think... Every season, we won't have Pep forever. So every season, I want to... I know, I'm sorry, Lisa. I'm sorry, like I know. <laughs> Without warning. <laughs> only, because he'll die, only because he'll Excuse die me. one day. Have some Watneys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Watneys, Lisa, dying just to... In 50 yeah, years' yeah, time. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> sorry, I, I realise I've created a panic attack now with Lisa. Um, when Pep uh, gets into his 80s and decides he's going to calm down a bit, um, we... Uh, it be. It, I think it's important that now the Champions League is that we that we're seen to be a really top level Champions League team, and I don't think we've quite got to that yet. I still think we're not. They all say they fear us. Everyone says we're favourites at the beginning of the season, but we haven't got a pedigree yet. And I think it's this season we have to start building a pedigree, even if we don't win it. 
Can I talk about... I just wanted to talk about Spurs as well, if we can, just before we go. First of all, I don't quite understand at all, and maybe some, maybe you're, you're much brighter than I am, all of you, how they've got away with this nonsense of not having their ground finished, which is it's only bleeding next... It's not even... It's the same ground. They're just, it's an extension to the current ground. Can't be that difficult, number one. Number two... Got a situation where they've got some American footballers running all over Wembley and then we've got to play our beautiful football on it the day after. Just what's going oh, on here, Lisa? Do you want to get me started? No, I do. I do, want, I do want to get you started. And then, so then we move, exactly, this. then we have to play the Carabao Cup game uh, against Fulham like and as seven res- hours later. And as a result of that, they had to move the Southampton match. Exactly. Which left a lot of us, me included, with train tickets that were completely useless. And I'm in the process of trying to do something about that. But... This is all because Spurs didn't have contingency plans for not having their... You know, if they can't have it, their ground finished and they couldn't guarantee that it would be finished, they needed to be sure that they had somewhere to play their matches when they would be supposed to be playing matches, not when they feel like it. So firstly, the moving to Monday night created a lot of problems for people coming down from Manchester for that. Then, the, then we have to play on a pitch that's been mauled by American football the day before and then we have to move the Carabao Cup game to a Thursday instead of a Tuesday and Wednesday like everyone else is playing and then the Southampton match has to move to a Sunday so I'm not very impressed you might uh, what, be able to tell I, I, I'm, but, but how the, I, I'm genuine question I, I, I don't know how, so, how have they got away is there any sort of uh, any punishments any, any fines yeah, why aren't they you, being so, fined so there question. doesn't seem so, to be anything Nick, Nick has all the answers I know he will tell us I do and the answer is I don't know <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Maybe they are being fired. I guess they should have some sort of a sanction against them because you know if you're playing on a in in a Sunday league and you haven't got a pitch, then you you know you forfeit the game or something, don't you? Uh, I guess realistically, there's not a lot they can really do about it. Um, maybe there should have been. Maybe the game should have been rearranged to a different date. You know, have you know. Like later, what, later in the season or something. Yeah, well, who knows? I mean, it might not have been any better for us. Yeah. Uh, but um, I guess if we beat them on Monday, then uh, we won't care. And then if we win the Carabao Cup game, we really won't care. And if we if we don't do either of those, then we'll be in uproar and there'll be, be a disgrace. Of course. And something will have to be done about it. We're going to do predictions before we go. So let's have uh, Shakhtar, the next, and then Spurs. Shakhtar, the next... One Manchester City three, yeah. Spurs two one to City. Nick uh, two one win against Shakhtar, uh, three one win against Tottenham. Lisa, finally. Oh, God, um, three two win against Shakhtar, and nineteen nil against Spurs. <laughs> that would be my dream. Um, three one against Spurs. It's been an absolute joy and a pleasure. Thank you to my three guests to Sarah Messenger, to Nick Goldstone, and to Lisa Rabinovitz. This is Nigel Rothband saying thanks for listening, and we'll talk to you all very soon. This is a Playback Media production. To listen to all our football podcasts, visit playbackmedia.co.uk. The Man City Show is backed for the season by Ladbrokes. Sports Social Podcast Network. Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call. 
working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov careers.